the IMF is giving some good fiscal advice. The International Monetary Fund does not normally respond to mere journalists, but its staff have explicitly rejected my arguments on the pace of fiscal consolidation in the UK. On one point, the need for a fiscal plan B, the IMF takes my side in the argument with the government. This is no small victory, not least because its latest report on the UK reads in other respects as if dictated to it by the Treasury. The newly released report contains a special section entitled To Tighten or Not to Tighten, UK Fiscal Policy in the Public Debate, which cites several of my columns. This notes that critics of the plan tightening make three main points. First, and I quote, there is no guarantee that other sectors will continue expanding while the government retrenches. End of quote. And, I quote, additional monetary stimulus may not be powerful enough to offset this risk. End of quote. Second, and I quote, excessive tightening may even destroy supply capacity. End of quote. And third, and I quote, long-term UK interest rates show no sign of market panic and commitments to future fiscal consolidation are more important than immediate cuts, end of quote. The report at least states that, and I quote, many of these points have merit, end of quote. But it makes four counter-arguments. First, I quote again, although fiscal tightening has already started, there are signs of economic recovery led by the private sector, end of quote. Second, I quote, while there is a risk to underestimating potential capacity, there is also the opposite risk of belatedly discovering higher than expected structural deficits and greater inflationary pressure. End of quote. Third, and I quote, a glance at current bond yields does not do justice to the risk of a sovereign funding crisis. A low probability but very high impact scenario for the UK End of quote. And finally, and I quote, critics downplay the importance of political credibility. Promises of future consolidation alone are unlikely to be persuasive, especially once they reach beyond the current term of Parliament. End of quote. These arguments have merit too, but here are my counter-arguments. First, while the economy is indeed recovering, the report accepts that much economic slack is likely to endure, even on its pessimistic view of capacity, until 2015. Second, the report focuses on the sustainability of Britain's public sector debt while ignoring that of the private sector. But if the UK fixes the former by worsening the latter by ultra-loose monetary policy and yet more sloppy lending, it will store up huge problems for the future. Third, if inflationary pressure does indeed emerge, monetary policy can then respond in the traditional manner. Fourth, while markets may indeed turn suddenly, I would have expected the Fund at least to address the question of whether and how far what has happened to peripheral Eurozone countries with their poor competitiveness, weak growth prospects, huge dependence on foreign capital, absence of national central banks and limited captive savings is relevant to the UK. And finally, political credibility is of course important. But arguments from what would have happened to credibility if a course of action had not been followed are inherently unprovable. The evidence we have is that the planned fiscal tightening secured but a modest reduction in interest spreads over German bonds. Beyond these points, the IMF report also ignores other costs associated with the programme of cuts. 
It pays little attention, for example, to the possibility that the speed of the cuts to spending will itself prove damaging. In the case of university funding, for example, I am in favour of higher fees, but the planned elimination of support for teaching of all but a few supposedly useful subjects looks hugely damaging and ill-considered. More important, the report pays next to no attention to the balance sheet of the public sector or indeed of the economy as a whole. This is to be penny-wise, pound-foolish. The public sector does not only borrow. It also creates assets, or not. If, as is the case in the UK, the government slashes investment to cut borrowing, is it helping the economy or even the public finances in the longer term? Yet investment has, once again, been slashed more brutally than any other important area of spending. Moreover, a commitment to sustaining high levels of investment spending at a time of recession and low costs of borrowing has the merit of being self-limiting. When projects are finished, the spending ceases automatically unless new projects are begun. Nonetheless, the report does throw out one useful bone to the critics. It argues that, and I quote, in the unexpected but possible case of a significant and prolonged downturn, temporary targeted tax cuts should also be considered alongside further monetary easing, ideally combined with longer-term entitlement reforms to safeguard fiscal sustainability and market credibility. End of quote. In other words, there is no harm and much potential benefit in making it clear that the fiscal authorities stand ready to support the economy when and if necessary. Thank you, dear IMF staff. You offer useful and relevant advice. Is the government ready to listen to it? I hope so.